0: Now I wonder if we could this morning, um, thinking of this uh, Christmas time of year, uh, turn to Matthew in chapter 1. And as we broke bread this morning, we thought of uh, prophecy of our Lord Jesus Christ, Uh, we thought of the names of our Lord, Uh, we thought of the virgin birth and uh, what that meant, and I wonder if we could continue with these themes uh, in Matthew chapter 1. And we could really look at these glorious themes that we see in these uh, nativity scenes. Uh, but, but Matthew chapter 1, and from verse 1, our passage this morning will be verse 18 to 25, but we'll, we'll read from verse 1 for context. So it says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob begat Judas, and his brethren Judas begat Pharez and Zarah of Thamar. Phares begat Ersim. Ersim begat Adam, Aram begat Aminabab, Aminadab. Aminadab begat Nasson, Nasson begat Salmon. Salmon begat Boz of Rahab. Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse begat David the king. And David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. Solomon begat Reboam. Reboam begat Abiah. Abiah begat Asa, and Asa begat Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begat Osias, Osias begat Jotham, Jotham begat Achaz, Achaz begat Ezekias, Ezekias begat Manasseh, Manasseh begat Amon, Amon begat Josiah, Josiah begat Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Solathnail, Solathnail begat Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begat Abihud. Abihud begat Eliakim. Eliakim begat Azor. And Azor begat Sadok. Sadok begat Achaim. Achaim begat Eliud. Eliud begat Eleazar. Eleazar begat Mathan, Mathen begat Jacob. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generation from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. It's a long reading, uh, but very helpful, I think, uh, when we think of Christ this morning. Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, um, when, as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall, be, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us, then Joseph being raised from sleep, dead as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called <laughs> his name Jesus. Now, it's a very busy time of year uh, for all of us, I'm sure. Uh, and at work on Friday there, <clears throat> I was talking to a colleague, and he uh, was at his daughter's nativity um, performance, uh, nursery nativity performance, and he said it was amazing. They sang some uh, traditional Christmas carols, uh, and and the children were there, and they performed, uh, and they sang some new modern uh, Christmas songs from Home Alone and other films. Now that is not what we are going to do this morning, and we are not going to focus on uh, the modern interpretation of Christmas, but we will be focusing on uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and. Uh, just with a couple of minutes, we want to um, try and draw out some important themes that we see uh, here in these verses. And It's important to remember that uh, all throughout Scripture, God's plan uh, was to dwell with his people, and he had a plan of redemption. So back in Genesis, we find uh, that man sinned and sinned directly against God and broke that relationship between God and man and there was a separation but it's always been God's plan, uh, this plan of redemption and we see this uh, fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, in Luke's account of um, uh, uh, this part of scripture we have uh, from Mary's point of view and we have the genealogy there of Mary and we see that Jesus came from uh, Nathan, who was the son of King David, Uh, and biologically, Jesus is related to King David and Abraham. And then in Matthew, we see uh, that Jesus, uh, we we have um, the lineage coming from Joseph, the father, and we see legally, Jesus is uh, rightfully king, and and he's also uh, coming from Abraham, therefore, he is of the promise as well. Um, so, three things we would like to look at this morning is the mysterious nature of Jesus' birth, uh, the miraculous name given to Christ, and the need of a Saviour that is met in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the first couple of verses uh, Mary is found to be with child, she's a spouse to Joseph. Um and, and this child is as a result of the Holy Ghost. Um, we see that this this a spouse, a uh, spouse to Joseph. It's a pledge. It's a it's a a Jewish custom of of the time, and it was they weren't yet married, uh, but they were pledged to be married. So there was, uh, if one party of the um, the couple was unfaithful, then they they would be able to. Divorce. Um, So so Mary was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Uh, And there's two things that we see about this child. We see that there's been a divine intervention into this situation, Uh, and we see the humility of our Lord. Mary was a virgin, Uh, she had been with no man, she wasn't married yet, Um, and yet she was with child. So creating something out of nothing as we know it, is impossible. So it took God, the Almighty God, to intervene in this situation. Uh, and it was as a result of the uh, the spirit of God uh, that Christ the, the conception in Mary happened. Uh, nothing uh, could come of uh, this birth other than the son of God. If we think of Uh, all the people throughout history uh, that have claimed to be a Christ or have claimed to be a prophet, they all come as a result of a man and a woman. Uh, But but this birth is something that's completely different. It came uh, directly from God uh, and is only of God. So there was a divine intervention in the birth of Christ. And there's also a a humble uh, nature of our Lord and there's a humility in this as well. We know that uh, Christ uh, was in heaven and then came down to earth, and how that is such a contrast to uh, everyone that we see today. We try to climb the ladder, as it seems, uh, 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 and the gods of this world are expecting you to worship them. But the separation that took place at the fall, uh, there was only one way for us to be reunited with our Lord, And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He himself had to uh, come uh, in the form of a man. uh, And and it was only through him that this could could happen. Um, We were thinking this morning of one of the names of the Lord Jesus Christ that we see in Isaiah 9. And Paul brought us through this devotion and uh, everlasting father is used. And it can also be translated, Paul was telling as Father of Eternity. Now this can be believed because Mr Newbury in, in my Bible also has the same phrase, Father of Eternity. So Mr Coxell and Mr Newberry are aligned on this so we can believe it. Uh, but Christ was there right at the beginning. This wasn't something that was created in Mary's womb. Christ was there at the beginning. So for the one who created everything, to humble himself, to take on the form of a man, to live in a fleshly body and live amongst sinners is something that we can't even comprehend. I can only speak for myself, but I don't imagine many of us in this room would be willing to do that. So to think of our Lord uh, like that is, is really something special. But then we move down our passage and uh, Joseph finding this, out this information. Um, he decided or he thought on the issue and uh, thought to divorce Mary and to do it quietly. Although he was a just man, uh, this is, was his thinking. But then an angel appears to Joseph uh, and the angel says here in verse 20, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Telling Joseph exactly who Jesus is, uh, telling Joseph about the situation, but then goes on. In verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, last week, Olu uh, took us through the Lord's Prayer, and we thought of the name of uh, the Lord, and a point being made about uh, when naming someone, it's usually the the parents or uh, the grandparents that would name the individual. And... That is true, and there's a sense of authority there when you're naming someone. And we see that in Scripture, and it goes right back to creation. God gave Adam dominion over the animals, and he named them. And God gave Adam Eve, and he named Eve. There's a sense of authority and submission there as well. And we see in Scripture as well that when God names an individual... He's setting them apart for his work. We see that in Abraham. Abraham was called out of the land of Ur, of the Chaldees. uh, And he was called to a place. And he was to be a, a blessing to all the nations. And then further along the story, God changes his name from Abraham to Abraham. And we see it as well in John the Baptist, don't we? John the Baptist was named by the Lord to prepare the way for Christ We see it in Paul as well. His name was changed and he was to take the gospel uh, to the Gentiles. So the naming of someone by the Lord uh, is to be set apart and to do the work of the Lord. Now here, the angel, just so we're not confused, is not naming Christ, but an angel was a messenger of Almighty God. Uh, And this divine revelation to Joseph from God through the angel, God himself is naming the Christ. Christ's authority is Almighty God. So when we think of all these uh, religions of the world and these new prophets, Muhammad, uh, and and the rest of them, they are men uh, with revelations that they have come to themselves. But we here have a saviour whose only authority is the Lord God Almighty. Set apart to do his work. And as an aside, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that many of you are, you have many names, and we have many names to rejoice in. We are the bride of Christ. We are sons, as we were thinking of this morning. We are children of God. Uh, And these names mean something. We are set apart. So if you are living your life and you are not living it for God, you have been given these names, you have been given the inheritance, you've been given eternal life. Uh, So make sure you do uh, live a life that is uh, set apart and for the glory and for the honour of the Lord. Uh, We remember, don't we, um, Christ as he was in the garden and uh, he would pray. not my will but your will be done he was fully submitted to that of the lord uh, and he went to the cross and he he bled and he died for us i was talking to my flatmate um many of you know jonathan uh, and he is known in many circles as the philippians man because he loves uh, the epistle to the philippians Um, And I asked him about the humble nature of Christ, and I asked him about uh, his obedience that we see here, his submission to the Lord. And I said, could you summarize chapter 2 and verse 5 to 8 for me, please? Because these are two things that we're going to be looking at firmly on Sunday. The obedience of Christ to the Father, his submission to him, and his humble nature And Jonathan in reply said, I don't need to summarise it, just read the verses. I couldn't pen them any better myself. So verse 5 in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of a cross. This is the Christ uh, that came into the world. When we think of this Christmas uh, period, we don't think of the tinsel and the trinkets. but We think of one who was fully obedient to the Lord, who came in and who died for us. Now, his name Jesus' uh, definition is Jehovah the Saviour. Now, he was set apart to do the work of the Lord, but even his name tells us exactly what he was to do. Remember in Hebrews chapter 2, don't we? It says, for it became him from whom all things and by whom all things are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. He was the forerunner. He was the one... That, that led the way into salvation. Joshua, the name, the Hebrew name, uh, Jesus. Um, and in our Old Testament, Joshua uh, came after Moses. Now, Moses was given the law uh, by God to take to the people of Israel. Uh, but the law couldn't save them. The, the law only exposed their sinful nature. Um, but Joshua was given the responsibility and by the grace of God, Joshua took the people into the land, into the land of promise. And now this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and you can, you can put yourself in the position of these uh, Jewish people that living under the law, the law couldn't save them. But by the grace of God, just as Joshua took the people and the children of Israel into the land, Jesus too has taken us into uh, This glorious eternity uh, that we have if we accept him as saviour. The law, we see God against us in a sense. But the gospel of Jesus Christ, this good news, this glad tidings of uh, the salvation work of our Lord. We see God with us. The contrast in the two. We also see in this passage, as we go down, this revelation being revealed to Joseph, that there was a need for a saviour, and the need was met through the Lord Jesus Christ. Prophet uh, Isaiah uh, beforehand prophesied of this, and we see that in verse uh, 22. Now all this was done, and here is our first uh, that it might be fulfilled statement statement. Uh, we thought of <clears throat> one this morning as well, that um, now that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The revelation revealed to Joseph from the angel is parallel to the revelation revealed uh, through Isaiah from God. Got a Christmas card from a lovely couple here at Fernalee, uh, and on the front of it it says, uh, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us uh, from the Gospel of John. And that is true Christ, uh, the God man became flesh uh, and tabernacled among us uh, here on earth. We also see prophecy fulfilled. Uh, in the sense that Abraham called out of the land uh, of Ur, of the Chaldees, Abraham called out of the nations of the world, was to be a blessing for all the nations. <coughs> Through Abraham, all the nations were to be blessed. And we see this fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Israel were given uh, the land and the inheritance and we see uh, this, the covenant uh, of the nation uh, made between uh, Abraham and God, um, but it was through Christ that we now have this opportunity uh, for eternal life and salvation. Uh, we also see uh, in the story of Abraham that although he was um, faithful and we see uh, Abraham's faith counted to him as righteousness as the Romans, uh, as Paul would write to the Romans. Uh, faith and salvation always comes as a result of faith. Um, but we can also uh, see Abraham in his stumbling. And uh, there were times when he failed. And as believers, we can very much uh, sympathize with him in a sense that Abraham's desire was for the inheritance. And uh, he he, he was promised this by God, uh, but in in, in a moment of weakness, he couldn't uh, wait for the inheritance, and he went to claim it himself. He went to this woman, Hagar, an Egyptian woman. And when we see Egypt mentioned in Scripture, it is often referred to as the world. So he went to the world for... Uh, the inheritance Uh, but that brought about nothing but uh, problems for Israel further down the line but it was God who provided uh, the promised son in Isaac Uh, and we can thank God for that now I was uh, over in Northern Ireland a number of months ago now uh, and uh, I enjoy going over uh, for the ministry, um, but I was listening to some ministry uh, from an older brethren over there on the book of gen- uh, the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the first <coughs> verse here in chapter 1, and uh, the gentleman made the point that David, David, King David's son sat upon a throne. And Abraham's son, Isaac, sat upon an altar. And these are pictures of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then when you read through these names, and you read of the kings, and there were some great kings in here, but there were also some wicked kings. And eventually, uh, the nation was taken into Babylon in captivity. And we get to Joseph here, who was rightfully king, but was a carpenter. Nothing more than your average Joe. Um, And we see Abraham and his son on the altar, Uh, but God didn't require Isaac as a sacrifice and provided uh, for that situation. But when we think of the Lord Jesus Christ and we think of his work at Calvary, uh, and he came as the perfect man, God manifest in flesh as we have thought, but he came as it says uh, in verse twenty one and he shall bring she shall bring forth a son, and thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people for from their sins. He came to go to the cross and to pay the price for us now. Isaac wasn't sacrificed on the altar, but Christ suffered and died on the cross. And although the kings that we see here, and Joseph wasn't sitting on the, on the throne of Jerusalem, one day Christ will return with the armies of heaven. And those that have rejected him, he will put to the sword. And he will ruin, rule and he will reign as king over this world. So, I do uh, want to bring these thoughts to you this morning of the virgin birth, the incarnation of our Lord, Uh, how it took a divine intervention in a situation for Jesus to come into this world, how he humbled himself by uh, taking on the form of a servant and being made in the likeness of man, how he has been named by the Almighty God under the authority of God and dominion and submitted fully to his will and that he died on the cross for our sins. And if you uh, want to be in heaven with the bride of Christ, called to be with your Lord, then you have to accept him as saviour. And the truth is that we see in Revelation 19 that he will return with the armies of heaven And those that have rejected him will be put to the sword. So, let us pray this morning for the word that has been spoken and for our glorious Saviour. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can learn so much about him from your word. And we thank you that right at the start of our New Testament, we have the birth of our Lord. Legally, he was... Uh, of the line of David and Abraham to inherit the promise and to sit on the throne and biologically he was also from uh, Nathan and the line of David and Abraham and we thank you that we have one who is fully God and fully man, one who lived a perfect and sinless life, one who did your work here on earth, who submitted himself to your will and died on the cross for us. Father we thank you for this We thank you for all that he suffered and for all that he done. We think of these glorious themes that we see in these nativity seasons, Father, and I pray that this would convict everyone this morning. Those that aren't yet uh, believers in in you, Father, we pray that they they would come to you in repentance and they would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also pray for those of us that are saved by your grace and only by your grace father we pray and we thank you that we have these names a son of god the bride of christ father the church of god we thank you for this i pray that we would not live lives for ourselves but we would live lives for your glory and for your honor just as the lord jesus christ has done we bring these things to you in your son's holy and precious name amen